Austin, glad you're here, man. Good to see you. Yeah. This is, uh, I don't know, how many episodes have we done? I don't know, like probably 10, 15? 15? Probably-ish. Yeah, 15-ish? Yeah. Got a lot of good feedback on that uh, the Mario episode. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And I'm meeting with Dadar again tonight. Are you? Yeah. Don't know what about, but... Y'all are probably going to play Probably that, Coke play Bar. That, uh, she, yeah, Coke Bar. <laughs> Coke Bar. Sheet Ball. Did you, know you, what, did you, you know watch what, that? What? Do you know what Coke Bar is? No, but I watched the Mario episode. Did you, I listened I, to it. The Dadar one was after that, or was it before? It was after. Oh, no, okay, it was after. Yeah. He's the... Kazakhstan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, Coke Bar, you got to look it up. It's freaking wild. I'm going to listen to it. It's crazy. My son asked the question and got the best response he was like he was like what's the national was a national sport? national sport and he was like it's coke bar I'm like, what is that and he was like it's like polo but instead of you hitting a ball you are trying to capture a dead sheep that is your ball the dead sheep's a ball it's like it's like mixing a rodeo like so houston lifestyle the, showed rodeo. the dudes are on horses they like, and they, they reached out and they grabbed this dead sheep yes. by something like this legs or whatever and that's the ball and i don't have to like take it to a goal somewhere dude or did you watch the video clip that what? they put on the show I, no i didn't dude it's wild they're like freaking jumping on horses tackling each other and freaking yanking that dead sheep it's bouncing around and they're freaking just pulling it by the leg they gotta get it over the dude, i don't know about i don't know so about is you this like a like a, a nationally like yes you know, this is the national sport. sport for them this is like wow. football <laughs> i don't know how much like what do you say a mix of football soccer and like they like tackle each other dude these guys are, i don't know it's like I don't they tackle. is there like blood involved they're, hor- sure. they're on horseback so i don't know if you can tackle i'm sure you can fall off yeah oh these people uh, are falling off in the video but bucket list item i want to go to kazakhstan hopefully to dark and take us i want to go to like the super bowl of cook bar oh yeah and yeah. just watch this live. Like I have to. I, I have feel to like do this. People have to die during that sport. Like some Somebody like official. I mean, the lamb dies. Definitely, the lamb dies. It's. <laughs> I think. I think they like. Poor buddy. I don't even know. I wonder if they have like a ceremony or something in front. Like maybe it's sacrificial. It like, yeah, I don't know. Right out of it's the interesting. gate. Kill a lamb. Dadar was going. cool though. I enjoyed. Yeah. So enjoyed go listen to that episode if you didn't catch that one. Uh, we had a great time talking with Dadar. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Was cool. No, I'm definitely gonna have to catch up on Coke Bar. Yeah, you better you better hole. bring YouTube some rabbit hole, man. You better bring some fire this episode, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm following up with Mario and now <laughs> Coke Bar. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We may not. Uh, it's all good. I don't know if I'm going to meet the bar. Uh, I know. Really. Uh, well, the we'll Coke bar, bar is a high bar. That's a high bar. <laughs> so, but I'm sure you can do it. But Austin, yes, glad you're here. Uh, Trinity Mining. Looking forward to hearing. You know, having you tell everybody what's going on with you guys. I've, I've yeah. known about you guys for a little while. Yeah. Client of the firm. Um, yep. I think everybody is. <laughs> I know. It seems like, which that's good. He was asking, he was like, is Justin in Houston? Because isn't Martin Legal up in up in Dallas? Yeah. I'm in Houston. Though. I'm the Houston office. It Fair also enough. happens to be my uh, front bedroom in our house. So <laughs> we're, we're talking about getting a, an actual office space though now and you don't want to rush in there yeah you know? it's like i don't, I don't really want to go to an office but you know i don't know maybe i should move it you guys got a spare room yeah, just move into the room yeah yeah maybe we'll do that yeah That'd i kind good. of figured you already did yeah i mean i do i was coming down here quite yeah. a bit during is the summer time yeah basically it's <laughs> actually yeah it is this is great hey why pay just yeah, this is just close your laptop you know? come down and hang out play pickleball yeah let's do that yeah, yeah. so austin tell us about trinity and kind of well I like hearing the story about you first and yeah. kind of your background, and then we'll go into training. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so 
I was telling Jake, I, I got my start out right out of school. I worked in the precious metals business. And mm. It's kind of my first exposure to commodities in general. Um, I really wanted to be a landman when I got out of yeah. college. And well, in, what do you mean precious metals? What, what? Uh, like gold, silver, oh, platinum, Oh, what were you palladium. doing? Uh, so I worked for a refinery. Really? Based out of Dallas. I actually lived in Houston for a year mm-hmm. and helped run the uh, the Houston office down here and then got transferred um, up to New York City, lived there for a year. Uh, ran an office up there for uh, the guys uh, for for the precious metals business, um, and I, I always wanted to get back in the oil and gas business. Um, I came out of school in '09, and the gas market in the Barnett, where all my friends were working, had gone to hell, and uh, just wasn't a good time to to try to get into that. Fast forward to um, a couple of years working in the metal business. We're in like 2011, 12 at that point. You know. Oil's doing really well, um, kind of back up to a hundred bucks. Everybody's drilling like crazy. Permian's starting to go nuts. And the guys I was working for is actually two brothers out of Dallas. And they had bought uh, into some wells up in Kansas and Oklahoma. Um, and they wanted somebody to go up there and kind of shepherd that investment. And so I raised my hand and they brought me back from New York and allowed me to, to start going up there to kind of get my arms wrapped around what they had going on up there. Um, that was like Mississippi lime yeah. boom days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, we leased up a bunch of, a bunch of country up there that never got drilled. Uh, but, <laughs> but, Man, everybody's, everybody's done that. That's, but yeah, we that's, had it, a it good happens. time doing it. Yeah, it's and fun. Good learning experience. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so that was kind of my first foray into oil and gas, um, was just learning the old conventional stripper well model. Um, just like Jake mm-hmm. and and uh and colin have experience with and so um in the downturn in 15 we had kind of slowed way down up there we had you know laid the rigs over and um we were just basically taking care of production and that was just kind of you know my opportunity up there had kind of dried up and so a friend of mine who was in the oilfield service business same thing happened to him um we had been friends all through college guy named clark thompson and he said, why don't you move on down to Fort Worth? I got a few things going and, um, you know, let's, uh, let's get going on this. We, we had actually started a demolition contracting company at that point. Really? Yeah. And, um, so I was really familiar with operations and, and, you know, running trucks and all that kind of stuff. And, um, we had a lot of friends in construction and in real estate development. And so, um, that actually led into a municipal waste hauling company that kind of spun out of that. We were sitting on a demo job one day and we were paying all these trucks coming in and out, all these roll off dumpsters. We're like, man, those guys, are the guys making all the money. Let's go buy, you know, a couple of trucks and some dumpsters and get going. And so that actually wound up being, uh, the focus of that business. And we grew that, um, business till about late 2019. Um, had a chance to divest and wound up taking some chips off the table there. And um, with that kind of led right into 2020 and into the pandemic. Um, we had a, a Woolfield service company out in Monahans, a flowback company actually. And um, that we had started up in 2018, 19 um, and kind of went into the pandemic with that business operating and we had just never really got enough traction in that business and COVID along with uh, kind of some unfortunate events with customers took care of that business during the pandemic. Um, but that kept us uh, kind of talking 
you know, about what we want to do next. And, um, you know, to kind of lead into how Trinity got started. Um, we, I had a friend who started mining Bitcoin on stranded gas in the Marcellus on some stranded Marcellus assets. And, um, I kind of heard what him year? talking about what it. Year is this this yeah. would have been in 2020. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like summer of the pandemic, summer mm -hmm. of 2020. And he'd kind of mentioned it a couple of times. And, you know, to be honest, it was like this black box that he didn't even really know about, yeah. but his whole team knew about it. And, uh, they had started a really small operation up there and, um, the whole thing just kind of started to pique my interest. And that was really, you know, I had invested a little bit in, in Bitcoin back in the day, but never, you know, always bought it at the top, sold it at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it never really was like a serious thing. <laughs> um, but when he started talking about mining, that really clicked. Um, and then, you know, the stranded energy assets aspect of it really started to kind of uh, draw attention. And then just the run up in the in in late 2020 with what Bitcoin was doing at the time, um, me and my partner Clark were looking for something else to do, and um, you know at that point, you know Bitcoin is just on this rocket ship, and you know you could just feel that there was something there um, as it relates to you know we'd kind of that you know you go through winter storm Uri and. Like it's just kind of this electrification mm -hmm. macro movement that's going on. And so um, we bought a little, um, I started asking my buddy who was mining on gas in, in Pennsylvania. I said, you know, how do you get all this stuff? What do you do? And so he, they bought a, a HUD off Steve Barber and his whole gen set. And so we started talking to them and ordered one from those guys and um, kind of just put a little bit of our own personal capital to work um, just to get a pilot project set up. And I mean, at this point, your our goal was literally to turn on an S9 to get Bitcoin in a wallet, wallet to an exchange, exchange to a bank account. Right. Like if we could prove that, then we were yeah. we were gonna you, we were, were sold. Yeah. And so we we were able to do that. And um we started looking for some some opportunities in West Texas on stranded gas. Um called a couple of other, our other current partners right now who have a lot of contacts with operators and, and just, uh, you know, midstream operators in West Texas and said, Hey, you know, we, we need a lot of gas. And we were, you know, had all these big plans of putting, um, you know, Bitcoin mines on backs of midstream company, you know, on the back of a gas plant and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, at that point, one of a, one of those guys pulled out a, an electric bill from their water well field in um, in West Texas out, out near Pio. He mm -hmm. said, "Hey, we've got like sub five cent power right now. Like, what are we doing chasing all this gas? Because our you know overall cost, if we were buying the gas, was going to be you know six plus. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of a light bulb moment for us in terms of just okay, you could actually hook it to the grid in a meaningful way. So um, you know, we called um, our guys over at Priority Power." who we had a longstanding relationship with and said, how much can we get? And they said, well, you know, you've, you've already got like an extra megawatt there and let us talk to, you know, the utility and let's see what else we can mm -hmm. get. And uh, that led to a little bit larger conversation of just how to, would, if we were to go institutionalize a business, you know, around Bitcoin mining, how would we, you know, out get kind of power allocation? And they said, you let us handle that, you know, um, 
and and they they did. We were able to uh, secure a pretty large amount of power in West Texas, um, which is uh, one of the sites that we're currently developing. Mm-hmm. We were also able to acquire a couple of smaller sites that are like more readily available near-term opportunities that are um, that are ready to go right now that we're currently working to develop. And so, what this developed into for us, um, as far as Trinity goes, is we were able to you know kind of stand up our first megawatt in 2022 spring of 22 um on and, grid on grid on grid yeah and now we've got about five and a half megawatts that we're operating across two different sites one's here in, up in dfw and the other one is, is out there in west texas in mm-hmm. uh, ward county um so that's kind of the long and short it's kind of where we sit today yeah um so what was, are you what are you guys kind of do you do anything with the off-grid stuff anymore no mm-hmm. we do not yeah. um, what's your thoughts on it there's I think a spot there's, for it. yeah, there's definitely a spot for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there's a big spot for it. There's a, um, you know, there's an opportunity to turn, you know, as you guys talk about all the time, these stranded energy assets into a, a revenue stream, you know, um, you know, Bitcoin is stored energy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the only commodities with zero hold cost, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that um, optionality for a producer is, is incredible. Um, and I think, you know, to the extent that you can replicate some of these off-grid opportunities to other plays, there's, you know, uh, whether that's offshore, you know, onshore, you know, down in, in, in plays that don't have any takeaway, the, the, you know, mitigation, flare mitigation is huge. There's tons of there's tons of places where it definitely has a place, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're where I think our, our light bulb moment went off for us was uh, one simplicity of operations, but also the ability to take, you know, being on grid, being able to take what I would say is, is the largest <clears throat> input cost to mine Bitcoin and turn that also into a revenue stream, um, you know, while producing the underlying commodity, yeah, which is what, you know, our big focus of, of, you know, grid balancing and, and demand response is, um, is centered around. Yeah. Well, and I, before I, we started recording, I was mentioning to you that like, you know, there I'm working on stuff too, that is, you know, not necessarily Texas or even us, but what there's obviously the having coming up and I keep looking at things. I'm like, there's just, there's a shit ton of hash rate getting to come getting ready to come online. Yep. Like what are you guys thinking as far as having and do you have a strategy on what you think you want to do as far as maybe deploying capital or like how are you looking at because I'm looking at it like dude, I like right now we're at what seven seventy dollars petahash. Yep. Something like that. Yep. Seven cents a terahash. Yep. Um if the having happened today, we're three and a half cents. So like, what is that? What is your guys' goal or plan you think to get from, you know, where we're at today to where I think we'll be a year from now, which is probably and hopefully, fingers crossed, that everything works the way it has historically. We're on an appreciating kind of, you know, Bitcoin price trajectory. But, yeah. But you, you know, as well as I do, between now and the having and before you see those price appreciations, it can be ugly, ugly, ugly. And yep. so, what are you guys thinking as far as kind of weathering that storm? 
So you you obviously need to be prepared financially, mm-hmm. you know, with a somewhat of a you know runway to be right. able to because I mean, look at the end of the day, if you don't get any price appreciation, you know, difficulty takes time to adjust. Yeah, um, it's it doesn't happen overnight, and so um, you know, if I'm deploying capital today, it's in the most efficient machines. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. you know, there's two sides of that coin everybody looks at it a little different but you know you're either buying cheaper machines that are less efficient in hopes of price appreciation after the having to where those machines come back into the mm-hmm. green you now or you're buying machines that are profitable post having today at today's prices and difficulty and those are kind of the two two different tracks i think we have always bought the the you know the best mm-hmm. um Historically, when we've deployed capital, I think that's been a, a good uh, strategy just because it's, you know, the, the good thing about Bitcoin mining is, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, a lot of people are playing on a level playing field as far mm-hmm. as, you know, the ability to get equipment. I mean, it, obviously there's, you know, some of the bigger guys have the advantage of, of being first movers, but eventually, you know, mm-hmm. it reaches the masses. Um. And then, you know, for us, the second strategy is, is, you know, netting down our power cost mm-hmm. <clears throat> through some of the demand response and, and, you know, curtailment, um, aspects, which, you know, it, everybody wants as cheap a power price as possible. And that's, that's going to be big, mm-hmm. especially post having, you know, with, with all the things that are happening within ERCOT which I think they're doing a great job of managing, but with, you know, increased renewables and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, you know, is volatility going away there anytime soon? I don't know, but as far as managing through the halving, I think, you know, it it is going to be interesting to see how many of these legacy machines that are still plugged in actually make it through the halving, you know, call it a year from now. Dude. I know. And and what that re- represents in terms of hash rate, right. relative I, to what's going on. I'd be curious, like on. what percentage of like the hash rate is going to be absolutely obsolete if there is no price appreciation. I don't know. That's a good question. Like <clears throat> I and I know some people would have a much better clue. It probably should have another Luxor dude on or a foundry guy to come <laughs> yeah, on and talk. Yeah, they could tell you in a minute. Yeah, like what <clears throat> what percentage of the machines out there right, running right now are S9 still S19s, whatever, whatever, yep. whatever. And what are you guys running? Uh, we mostly run what's miners out west, um, mm. and then uh, in our immersion setup, it's all uh, S19s. Okay. Have you ran any of the S19s out west Texas air cooled yet? Yes. D- have you had problems with the heat and all yeah. that? Yeah. Like distinguishable difference compared to the what's miners? Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that from a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, it's it, it was tough. We when we first got going, um, we were. A, not naive in the fact that there could be issues, but right. just not ever having done it. Mm-hmm. We deployed, I think it was 200 what's or um, S19s out there. That That's, you know, part of the reason why we're in immersion over in mm-hmm. DFW. I mean, we just looked at it and said, this isn't going to work. And then we had an opportunity to go into an immersion facility as a hosted customer mm-hmm. um, and have, you know, obviously we're able to put those machines to work. Uh, in in a better environment, yeah, and, and make more money with them, right, so right. them. Um, and so that actually worked out really well for us. But the you, we're, like we're sold on the what's miners for West <laughs> Texas. It's like the, like what, what, how many pounds per frack you put on it? Yeah. Like what's the crossover? It, it's 
There's so many correlations still <laughs> that like you could draw an analogy to yeah. in oil and gas. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like well, I mean it's you know, you look at uh you know the you know, when the shale revolution came around, then it's you know, you're knocking out the the highest cost producers, which mm-hmm. are the stripper wells. Right. And, and that's kind of where you are with the having is gonna clean <laughs> clean Dude, everybody's clock or that are not efficient. Off. So yeah. I think I think uh, there are a lot of people you talked about the two different ways. Go with the go with the cheap stuff that just kinda gets it done versus going with like the cutting edge stuff. I think a lot of people tend to kind of go to the cheap route and I think it ends up screwing them from from what I'm mm-hmm. from what I'm hearing, right? Is it with you guys, is it buy the nicest stuff, and then as soon as nicer stuff comes out, offload this? Like, is there much depreciation in ASICs? Well, I mean, if you bought a hundred dollar terahash machines, you've seen some pretty significant yeah. depreciation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even today, um, I mean, from like one generation, like they release like just a, one new model, you offload everything, buy all the new stuff. I don't know. If, yeah, does that, even, does that make sense? You're or the no? guest. So you don't. I was, no, no, no. Yeah. We we <clears throat> don't do that. We run the machine for the life of the machine. Mm-hmm. So we don't just trade to trade. But it's as till the machine deploy, dies, or till the machine's not economical anymore. Uneconomical. Yeah. I mean, we'll repair if yeah. it's, if it makes sense. Um, the as we deploy capital in tranches, we try to buy the best machines available at that point in time. So, over the last call it two years that we've been operational, you know, we've deployed a significant amount of capital in three different tranches and mm-hmm. bought. You know, at one point it was you know hundred terahash, you know one tens, you know one oh sixes, one tens, that kind of deal. Uh, but, and I think that's just like, if you look at cycles, you know, you, if you're, if you're playing the Bitcoin price, then, you know, buying machines at a certain point in the cycle that are used makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're taking that out of the equation, then you want, you know, just the latest and greatest that you can get. And that doesn't mean overpay for them, but yeah. it means, um, you know, buy the best available today because that's what you are going to have the longest, um, you know, run with going into the future, whether that's going through a halving or a price appreciation mm-hmm. cycle or, or whatever. Yeah. I've kind of along those lines, I've, I've mentioned before on here, but I think there might be a good strategy out there that really doesn't. And we saw this in the last bull run was everybody trying to pick up new sites constantly. Like you're always trying to grab them, grow, 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 grow. Mm-hmm. And I think there's maybe an argument that you might want to look at just kind of reinvesting into higher producing machines and just stop worrying about trying to grab new sites all the time. And like, hey, let's just, this is our home base. And every few years when we got capital, you know, we've kind of made a return here. Let's dump this kind of less efficient stuff and let's reinvest in new machines. And I've thought before, like if I, if I went out and did it all over again, what would I do different? And it, it might be more of that and more of like, just kind of stick to my home base and play the cycles a little bit, kind of, mm-hmm. and some of it's gut feel, which yep. is not the way to run a business necessarily. But, uh, you know, you can tell when things get frothy. Yeah. And, um, and you can tell when, you know, we're in, a, we're in kind of a, a bottom and like, you know, prices could go down more, but the price of ASICs, there's not a, there's not really a whole lot more room for those to drop. No. I mean, they're they're as cheap as you're probably going to get pretty close. Over the last like six months, you know, I think we're in that like, 
this is where it's at. Yeah. And it's it's cheap. And it might actually get a little bit cheaper. I don't know how much room there is for it to drop, but like now's when I should be buying some machines up and finding my spot. And like yeah. hunkering down and being ready for the having and it's funny, I've been seeing some deals out there right now that are, I mean, crazy low power prices just from things that are available that people are willing to start getting more creative in how to make a deal and how to yeah. get a deal, um, contributing, you know, power if you have power on hand and and getting an evaluation what's, for what's crazy? What's crazy low? Three cents, four cents? Dude, I've got a couple that are like when you factor it in from a JV level, mm -hmm. like less than a penny wow. a kilowatt hour because people can contribute it with a value put on it and so it's like when you then look at that from an operational standpoint that's how you make it through the having yeah yeah and that's what i'm trying to get some <laughs> of these people to understand is like i've had some people pushing back a little bit like, yeah i don't like the valuation of putting the power i'm like dude right now like if they want to put a five cent six cent power price on something that they have basically ac access to for free yeah and they're contributing to that I would be more inclined to take that deal for a higher valuation on that power with a higher equity value than going out and buying it for four cents a kilowatt hour. Mm, because yeah. I want to be able to make it through the halving. Yeah. And like I know, man, get online now, make as much Bitcoin as you can, get through the halving and operate because there will be a difficulty drop at some point. There yeah. has to be. Like if there's not, that's like, I don't know. It's like a that's like Marty McFly, like seeing himself and messing up the time space continuum. You know what I mean? It's that's like that can't happen. That'll you know I don't know what I don't know what the universe think, is going to. I explode. think the question is just how big it's how big the drop's going to be. Right. Because what's the percentage of current hash rate that's still those old legacy machines that are just going to be unprofitable no mm -hmm. matter what? That that's the unknown for us. Is like what is that delta with all right. the new facilities and new machines coming online? What does that look like from, you know, what as a percent, is it 10%, it's 20%, it's not, it's not 50, mm -hmm. I don't think. Yeah, no, it's not. I don't think either. Because uh, uh, I think, I actually think there's a lot of governments that are involved on some of the mining aspect. Yeah. And, and there's, and, you know, if you're dealing with them, it's like they. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if they're coming offline. And yeah, so I think there'll be a precipitous drop, like a noticeable drop, but I don't, I don't know about. I think, yeah, I don't think it's going to be anything like 50. No. that It's an interesting point you brought up about the... Um, Marty McFly? No, no. Oh. <laughs> 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> upgrading upgrading uh, miners in the same facility. You know, mm -hmm. now you can really see an increase in hash rate by not... You don't have to have more power. Right. Yeah. You can just go buy better machines. Yeah, it's like being able to drill well on the same property you already drilled well on. Yeah, I could start you're gonna drill over. the same lease over and over and yeah. over. That's a much easier strategy for growth. Right, right, and and you don't have the greenfield development. Costs yeah, you don't have the execution risk with it. Um, and you know, I, there's some theories that I'd love to get y'all's thoughts on that mm -hmm. about the like peak efficiencies of what these miners are. You know, like where we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like I the, mean, it's the chips and all. That. Yeah, yeah. You know, you kind of come from. 40 down to 30 down to 20 <laughs> like three now or yeah like yeah. When, where is it going to go to you know you, you can't go to zero yeah right so but, but you do look up? at it it's like even that has got to slow down i i've equated it to before when, when we were pitching for jay i would always equate it to like um cell phones yeah you know what i mean like i've got a freaking iphone 12 i'm about to trade it in on a good new one mm -hmm. so got but, 15 out now 
Uh, do they? Is it out now? I think. Oh, so. it comes out like September or something. Yeah, so you're probably right. Yeah. On the news. I should wait. I, I was the Does guy. That, make you, that makes me feel. I know, dude. I remember when it came out. Right. I remember iPods. <laughs> I was like, oh, whoa. Look at this thing. Uh, oh, dude. iPods were like, that was mind blowing. I didn't yeah. have to carry around a binder of CDs anymore. <laughs> I know, me? dude. Wow. Yeah, well, shoot. I, I had tapes, man. I remember when we had to stick the freaking. <laughs> we had to stick. We had to stick. I, my kids don't even I know did, what a I did too as, as a kid. Actually, my daughter does. She's such a hipster, dude. She's like, she wants like tapes and CDs. She's getting CDs all the time now. She's like, Dad, will you take me to go get some of those CDs you can like record your own music on? I was like, yeah, dude, my vehicles don't even have CD players. Yeah, I was like, what's happening now? She wants a flip phone. She like, like, huh? The coolest thing about our flip phones cool. Yeah, like, yeah, for the they're coming back. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. My daughter keeps me in the loop, and my son. But I call bullshit on him a lot. But then he ends up being right. I'm like, How this little dude knows more than me about this stuff. This is embarrassing. Does does Instagram work on a flip phone? I don't think so. Is that the, and that's part that of the attraction? It. I think there's this like level of like. It's almost like the Bitcoin mentality, like yeah, going analog. I'm I'm getting off the grid. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be a part of this. We're not getting like off I'm the grid. different. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys went the other way, right? But yeah, I think there is an aspect of that yeah. that, it, that it is. Yeah. I, I I mean I resonated with that, especially since like all of this work stuff is like so on social. Like personally, I've been pretty removed from social media. Yeah. It's been like the greatest thing ever. Yeah, I, I was listening to Sam Harris on Chris Williamson's podcast the other day talking uh -huh. about that. And he was just like, all the bad things in my life that happened in 12 years when I was on Twitter came from Twitter. Sam Harris is dope, dude. He's dope. Yeah. I like it. Was a good, it was a good podcast. Yeah. I don't even know what the question was. I don't even know how we got this. I don't know. <laughs> it's really interesting. But it's true. I mean, I, I, the best thing I ever did was get rid of Facebook years ago. Yeah. It's yeah. like, man, that thing is freaking terrible. You're, you're on it? You're no. Well, my account's still active, but I, I don't ever look at it i don't have yeah. on my phone dude i deleted it the only thing that i like regret about it is that i didn't take my photos that i wish i would have kept yeah and like Download saved them, them. yeah because then I, th I thought about like i used to coach high school basketball and i had a lot of really cool pictures from like my team and i'm like dang dude i deleted all those <laughs> that was really dumb but any of my old players got pictures send me send, me, <laughs> send them to me they probably don't listen to the show but you know if you do KP, man, I had a really cool one of you dunking on somebody. So uh, awesome. from the from Final Four. Oh, but all right, my bad. What was your question? What was the question? I don't remember. We, so we were talking about minor efficiencies and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Flip phones and Instagram. Yes, that's what it was. We were talking about how, like they slow down on the material capabilities that increase. That's right. You know what I mean? And just like a cell phone. So yeah. it's like. The iPhone 12, when I was looking at phones the other day, there's not a whole lot of difference. I mean, the camera's better. That's why I stopped buying new ones because right. it was like it was like a 1% better phone. Right. It was like dropped $1,200 more. And it's like, oh. But you remember the 5 to like the 7? It was like, big, whoa. The big yeah. jump. Whoa, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Where like the camera, like I got this one. This is like the 12, I think. Yeah. 12 or 14 or something. I don't know. Because it had 4K. It was right. the first one with 4K. Yeah. And I was like, oh, 4K <laughs> camera. Hell yeah. Yeah. Gotta get that. Now it's you like, know, but now it's like uh, everything else is just like oh, yeah, everybody's got 4K. That's fine. yeah, so it's yeah, not it's a big like deal. Anymore. But that's what I'm wondering too is like, but we've seen such a big jump on the machines now, like the M53s. Yeah, no, it's it's it was like 225 be... terahash. Damn. Yeah, yeah. What, what two years ago it's like 104 terahash. That was a big deal, and now it's like 225 on these. And we're not seeing any shortages in the ASIC market, like we are in the GPU market, right? 
No, no there's, there's, there's so many. Of them. Yeah, there's still. So in the GPU market, I don't know if you guys have realized recently, but ChatGPT, yeah, is not as smart as it used to be. Yeah, okay. really? Oh, they've throttled it significantly because there's so much demand. Yeah. and not enough supply of compute. Yep. Right, and, and that ties back bring to me in, another thing. I've Nvidia. had so many people bringing that up. On yeah. You want to buy stock in something? This is not investment advice, but Nvidia. Like if I had, <laughs> if I had one, if I had one company, I'm putting my whole net worth in for the next ten years. It's going to be Nvidia because all of AI is powered yeah. by their GPUs. Well, they've blown up this year. They control that yeah. market, and there's not enough of them. Is it? Is their stock just still climbing? Like yeah, it's it was climbing. Before? I think they're. I think they're a trillion dollar company now. Yeah, we yeah, had, um, saw that. Yeah. We've we've had some inbound interest just based on on our power. Mm -hmm. And but those are all like you know it's like flashback to you know bull market of twenty twenty one. I mean it's like seven, eight, nine months to get GPUs right now. Yeah, and I would expect that only increases as the AI yeah. era takes hold. Man, when I was in, did you go to Miami for disrupt? I did not. I did, and I talked to a lot of people, and they kept bringing up AI stuff. Yeah, it, and it felt like. 2020 yeah. 2021 what were they what was what were they bringing up in regards to ai just for power for yeah. oh, just power computing power that i mean that's a it's a good point because you're going to need just massive amounts of power to power yeah. those things yep. i mean it's it's a, it's another thing that miners i think should should yeah. consider as yeah. a business model of yeah, doing that, the doing the data center stuff in addition to the mining i yeah. totally you can make agree. a ton of money yeah now. There's, and that's it's diversifying yourself too. Yeah. Like, have you guys looked at some of that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We we've had inbound interest from from manufacturers and customers of of hardware companies um, so far, and it, and it's a little bit different. But um, from what we can tell, those guys are starting to come around to the less traditional data center type model, hmm. um, and realizing that their equipment can operate in a little bit different environment right. than, you know, your typical tier four, you know, right. hurricane proof data center. And, right. You know, um, move sticks this in a box and just throw it out in the freaking <laughs> desert. Like, yeah, dude, you can. So, <laughs> uh, but no, that's, it's going to be big. And there's, there's a lot of, you nerd, um, freaking <laughs> yeah, nerdy exactly. guys. Yes. It works out here. And we even have internet. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have internet out here. All these redneck Texans. We got internet. Yeah. No, AI is going to be big, you know, still in the really early stages there. Um, but even some of our friends that are in the traditional data center business and, and DFW have just been getting pounded with mm. AI uh, inquiries and, and people, you know, trying to get ahead of the curve and get control of some of those facilities and stuff like that. And, you know, one of the things about AI, it's going to take a ton of power. And it's going to be a big, a, a big industry. It's already huge. Mm -hmm. It's already much bigger than most people think it is in terms of yeah. just compute power and, and the need going forward. And that's everything from, you know, self-driving cars to, um, you know, it, it, a lot more than just your like, you know, digital imaging and job description writing that, you know, everybody's yeah. kind of amazed with right Gaming, now. dude. Yeah. Have you seen some of these games? It's incredible. Like they literally, the game learns you and you have these conversations with it, dude. And you're like, you're just talking to I it. Haven't it I haven't played any so games weird. with like AI, but I don't really play games that often. Yeah, I don't either. But I play I racing simulators that are wildly realistic. That's reminds me of that movie is coming out. Did you see that? It's like some grand, it's about some dude who was like, he was like racing on games all the time and they like gave him a shot at Formula One or something. And he like- I saw that on TikTok the other day. That's a real wild? life. I yeah, saw, so I saw a real like, life deal. Yeah. Yeah. He, he like became a real yeah. freaking Formula 1 driver. That's wild. Wow. 
I know it's crazy. Sorry, I'm what, on a big digression. What, today what else? The, since you since you went to Mind and Disrupt, did you go as well? Or no, I did not. What else were like talking to people? What else outside of AI was any other kind of things that kind of kept coming up? Any other themes? Everybody's scared of having. Everybody's scared of having. Everybody's scared of having. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, people are recognizing that the industry does have to shift. Like, you, you we've got to get more business-minded and strategic and it can't be just the and and this may offend some people um i don't care but uh (laughs) like the whole mindset and we had this too was like we hold all our bitcoin it's like you can't man like you got to run a business too and transacting with bitcoin which is something this is something i i have always felt though um we have to at i understand the hold concept but at some point you got to start transacting with it for you really to have adoption and all that anyway so getting rid of this whole like we're gonna just mine and hold and borrow against our big like i don't think anybody's gonna be doing a whole lot of that stuff anymore there will be some and there's gonna be a better strategic way to do it but it's gonna be a lot higher level uh thinking i think you're gonna need to bring in a lot more finance people that are from traditional areas that have kind of a business minded mm. mindset and it's not just a uh and I'm not saying this I'm a I'm probably a bitcoin fanboy I guess but a bitcoin fanboy type yeah. of mentality you got to you got to run it like a business and Damn. so there's a lot of I, I th- it was it was good um it's not as good as in power but so, I mean, I wasn't trying to. I wasn't I mean, like trying to tee you up. Just, no, just but kinda, I'm, I'm him. I'll tell you, like they, you know. I mean, I'll take it. Office ain't free. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's it's not it's not as good as as empowered, and that's sure I'm biased, but um, empowered's got a lot more kind of energy focused content in it. Money. They were they were going hard on energy promoting. Did they have energy content? Yeah, there were some. Okay, but um, I just felt like empower is a lot more. It's got the energy and it's in Houston. So it's yeah. got that feel of it. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it just has a real kind of energy focused feel. And you can tell that the crowd and everybody speaking is an energy focused individual. Yeah. And so that translates in the speeches and the conversations, the panels and all that stuff. But you know, I'm not trying to dog on anybody disrupt. I'm just saying the power is better. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're gonna get blacklisted. I'm never, gonna, I'm never gonna get a speak at money disrupt. So. But oh well, that's all right. I'll speak it in power. Uh, right. <laughs> My bad, but yeah. So back, to, back to your stuff, man. So what are you guys' plans then? Kind of coming up. Where, where are you guys? What's your goals for the rest of the year? And yeah, what, what is? I guess yeah. Where, where are we going? So we're, we're in the middle of a capital raise right now. Um, we're hoping to, to kind of wrap that up probably into Q three, mm-hmm. I would say, and then deploy uh, some of that into probably by the end of the year, get online mm-hmm. and then really, you know, um, hunker down, um, until after having, yeah. there's, you know, going to be some opportunities come up, uh, for, for, you know, the people that are left. Right. Um, right. that, that could be interesting. And you're going to try to keep in that powder dry to scoop up some people potentially. Potentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, it, well, there's a lot of variables there as to why those people don't make it right. and what's left to actually scoop up. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, hopefully we are there to, you know, take advantage of, yeah. you know, some of those opportunities as they arise. I think, um, you know, 
we're positioned pretty well right now. I think, you know, um, with the, the growth that we're projecting, call it by, you know, year end, um, we'll be in a pretty good spot mm -hmm. to, to be able to, um, you know, this time next year, hopefully be looking at some opportunities, um, you know, both in, in Texas and, and elsewhere. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, um, how many people are on your team? So there's four founders, right. um, and then we have uh, some field personnel yeah, uh, yeah. that takes care of our existing operations. So we're still pretty small and try to run as lean as possible. You have to, man. You have to. We shoot. We we had eight megawatts going off grid, which I'm not. Uh, off grids is just a whole nother animal. You got all those gin sets and all that. But we had one dude out there, kind of as a full time guy, and then we had a couple, you know, contractors as needed yeah. and. Yeah, we try to stay as lean as possible, dude. It's freaking, it's rough, man. But yeah, that's the part people, when they think about oil and gas, it's like, man, oil and gas from a complexity standpoint is way more difficult. Yep. But from the mining side, it's like, you got to do so much with so little. And so it's like, it's a full-time job for everybody involved. And probably it's like two full-time jobs for everybody involved just because it's a lot of work, man. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, there's very yep. few companies like like Giga, Crusoe, those guys that got tons of people yep. that they can hire and afford. Like they've made it to that position where they can do that now. Yep. But man, if you're not, you know, one of those rare groups that have that, you, you got freaking 24 hours a day. Yeah, efficiency comes with scale, and that's uh, you know, going to be a big determining factor in going through the having. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yeah. If price didn't cut the fat the having will oh dude i agree because <laughs> I, mean, I just i don't know what's going to happen like i'm like how absent some type of price appreciation which i agree jeff Berkey was on like what our second or third show mm -hmm. and he was talking about it and i was like that's a good point that maybe because of the education level of people now and their understanding of the having people there's a more, more anticipatory purchasing of bitcoin prior to the having yeah I could see that happening, kind of, yeah. but it should start happening now, or like, or even institutional, right? I mean, right. We're finally starting right. to see some of that stuff come around, which yeah. is, you know, a, a blessing and a curse, but it's going to be good for the business. Yeah, um, we have to have it if you want adoption. Uh, yeah, that's right. So like, that's it has right. to become a more institutional focus, kind of, yeah, acceptable purchase. Yeah, and going back to your um, a comment you made earlier about about the public miners, you know, one of the things we, we think about regularly, it's a, it's a regular conversation and that you haven't seen, but this is, you'll appreciate this parallel that you can draw to the, to the shale businesses. Mm -hmm. At some point, these miners have to start delivering returns right to capital. Yeah. And there's been some talk, but I think, um, you know, it can be done. We saw it, done through you know flexible dividends and variable dividends or however you want to classify that and i think that's a big thing that's going to have to start happening because you still have a lot of people that were capitalized in 21 22 that i mean their investors haven't seen a dollar yeah yeah you're right and like, for you know institutional capital to come into the mining game now it's coming in in the public space mm -hmm. uh, but you're not seeing institutional capital being invested at scale and from what we've seen in in more of your private operators, which mm. there's a lot of opportunity there as well. There is, yeah. Um, but some of that, those things, in addition to like talking about just surviving the having, which kind of just sucks to have to use that word. Yeah. 
But um, to your point in terms of professionalizing the industry, that's something that, you know, we don't hear a lot of people talk about outside of our, mm-hmm. outside of our group, but we're, you know, highly focused on. Yeah. I think it's key. I mean, I, I think that's one of the, cause honestly, that's one of the things that's helped me get where I got with some of the more traditional type oil and gas folks and all that is the mere fact that I worked in the oil and gas industry and I'm an attorney, even though I act like a freaking surfer cowboy. <laughs> it's like, if they actually knew how I acted, they probably would never do anything with me. But, but, um, but just because it's like, oh, okay, you're not somebody driving a Lambo, some 22 year old dude with yeah. Birkenstocks and freaking corduroys. It's, you know what I mean? It's like, Pearl snaps. Yeah, well, yeah, Pearl snaps. Butterfly, <laughs> whatever thing, you know. So, I'm pretty Austin. sure. I'm pretty sure you own a pair of Birkenstocks. I'm sure I do. I I do actually. <laughs> but do. but you know what I mean. Uh, but what's, it's it, that's <clears throat> something that's got to happen. What is this? What is this? I haven't paid attention to this. What is the status of all the public miners that file bankruptcy? Right? Is it the same? Is it the same as it is in oil and gas? It's just like oopsie clear away all our debt and now we're in a great position yes. like is that a good business yeah. model of just hey let's just do this go public I'll let, put it like let everybody this. else hold the bag we yeah. file bankruptcy we start over again boom we're we're I'll, off to I'll the- put it like creed bratton of the office yeah i said it best <laughs> we need to put that clip in here michael you just filed bankruptcy it's like a get out of jail free card <laughs> That's that's what it is. Oil and gas has done that for years. Yes. Yeah. So it's basically the same. Would you agree? Yeah. No, I mean, look, timing is everything. So, you know, if you file at the bottom, you might come out at the top. Mm-hmm. But, um, the, you know, that's another uh, a whole nother episode. I think you could probably get into, um, you know, there's a, a lot of the. You know, there's a couple of things that are interesting about the, this whole process, but I think the nobody wins going into bankruptcy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, equity loses, you know, vendors lose, creditors lose. And so it's just a, it, you know, you'd still need to avoid that at all costs. However, um, you know, we'll see how some of these guys come out. I think with price appreciation from when they filed to, to, to today, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a little bit better than what, some people thought it was going to be um, in terms of a, a total loss on mm-hmm. some of them. Now there's others that aren't going to be as fortunate, but um, I hope our industry does not take that turn. Yeah. I hope it doesn't either. Continually perpetuate that. <laughs> It'll help if <laughs> we can get not. a real hedging market yeah. at some point. I know Luxor's got their stuff going yeah. and I'm hoping They're, that's a step in the right direction. But it is. Yeah. It is. They've got a lot of really smart people over there. They do. Luxor's pretty dope. And they're they're good to talk hey, so to. So is Foundry. I love all you guys. But yeah. <laughs> Everybody's dope. We love Everybody's dope. We love everybody. everybody. Yeah. I mean Luxor has been on our show like twenty times. But yeah, easily. Even though we only times. had like ten episodes, but they're on <laughs> Hey, Luxor needs to send us some soccer jerseys. Yeah, we need a soccer jersey at the l- very least. Right? Yeah, if you're going to sponsor a soccer team, let's give us a soccer jersey. Yeah, on, guys. I'm going to text Ethan after this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Send well, them on down. We should. Do you guys, uh, I won't ask you. I won't put you on the spot and on who you work with, but you can kind of spread it out too. Yeah, we, we use um, a couple of different industry partners uh, for just different, different aspects. Mm-hmm. You know, everything from Unchained, Foundry, 
um you know kind of all your usual suspects there mm-hmm. and then um you know the guys at blockfields are really good at what they do and and luxor is great too yeah 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 there's some really good there's some very very smart people in the industry i feel like sometimes i, I rag on like how immature it can be sometimes but um there's some really 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 sharp people in in this industry and yeah i'm i love it i'm still happy i got into it yeah no it's it's great the 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 parallels are you know you're still finding them day day in day out with with oil and gas um and it's been it's been a fun stressful ride so far yeah but uh you know i think we're finally at a point where we're kind of looking up and and things should start to you know hopefully absent the having uh <laughs> yeah look up and, and we're kind of in a better spot than we were this time last year uh, i think it, i think you know, we sentiments picking up right it People, is it is i can know, feel a shift yeah so, yeah, yeah sentiments picking up and and you know it, to a certain extent you don't want to get back to 2021 mm-hmm. in terms of just the hype and the fever right. and all that um but at the same time i don't want to be in november of 22 mm-hmm. either so. No. And I, I think the visibility of what's happened from 20 to 22 and where we're at now is probably going to temper some of that from some of the people on the next bull run, which yeah. is good. It's good. Yeah. It's a sign of maturity, right? Right. I mean, it's a very young, young industry and everybody learns. And where else can you mix like butterfly, pearl snap, button shirts <laughs> and flip flops and be can, taken seriously? You know what I mean? Does well, anybody take me seriously? I don't know. I mean, I can't speak for everybody else, but <laughs> I surely don't see you. <laughs> uh, well, Austin, thank you, man. I'm glad yeah. you came on. And, Absolutely. Uh, it was great to get to finally meet you in person. Absolutely. We've talked on the phone enough. It was, uh, it was good to come on, you know, as uh, as we listen to this thing every week. We're kind of, uh, you know, always impressed with uh, the content you guys are putting out. He's impressed. Thanks. Thanks, Austin. We've got one fan. One. <laughs> Awesome. One listener. <laughs> well, I've been impressed with you guys too, and I'm, I'm glad uh, glad you guys are doing well. And, and obviously, we're pulling for you to kind of take advantage of what's going to happen after the having. And I agree. I think you guys are probably positioned pretty well to to do that. So, thanks for coming on, bro. Yeah, hey, man. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That's been great chatting. Yeah, man. Cool, guys. So, if you like the episode? Uh, yeah, leave a race rating and review. Share with all your friends. You do such a good job of saying that so fast, too. I don't even think about it. It just, know, it just comes, comes out. Just like and subscribe, guys. So I, buttery. I thought that was like a pre-recorded thing. You I, just tacked on the end. I didn't know you did no, it. He does I, it I, just, just live every time. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Wow, bang, bang, bang. Right out, right at the gate. Seven years of podcasting, man. I mean. <laughs> you, just, you just press a button in your head and it just plays. <laughs> cool, guys. We'll catch you on the next episode.